All down. All sideways. Going, going, going. Go Welcome to the Current Market Insights Podcast, brought to you by Harris Partners Real Estate. Each episode, we chat with real estate author and industry leader, Peter O'Malley, to discuss the current property market conditions and provide insights to assist you on your property journey. Welcome to Current Market Insights Podcast. Peter O'Malley back with us again. Thank you for coming in. Oh, great to see you, Kieran. Peter, this week, uh, I want to talk about auctions. Uh, I really want to talk about something that everyone hears about, you know, reserve price when it comes to an auction. Tell for our listeners, simplify for us, what is a reserve price and how is it set? A reserve price is not a high price. It's the bottom line, the legal bottom line that a vendor instructs the auctioneer to sell the property at under the hammer. So if it doesn't reach the reserve price, the auctioneer will have written instructions to pass it in. If it meets the reserve price or goes past it, the property is on the market and will be sold during that auction, even if the vendor should change their mind. So you say it's a legal price. How is that kind of legality determined? What's the process of actually setting a reserve price for a seller? You sign a letter before the auction that nominates the figure that you are on the market at and above. And the auctioneer has the authority in most instances, nearly all instances, to sign on the vendor's behalf if the auction meets or exceeds the reserve price. Let's say the auction's going well and and that reserve price is met quickly. What options or or what, I guess, uh, what control does the the seller then have over the results of that auction? Uh, None. They're a spectator at their own auction like everyone else is, just a spectator watching where the price eventually peters out, if you like. So if they, you know, let's use a rough example and let's say that, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Seller decide on a $2 million reserve and the first bid hits $2 million yes. and they think, gosh, you know, maybe we set it a bit too low uh, and it sells for $2 million and they they're out of luck. Is that what you're saying? Uh, they're, they're legally compelled to sell the property. That's right. Okay. Are there any scenarios where the sellers can get out of that? reserve price once it's set? No, once you hand control of the reserve price over to the auctioneer, if it meets or exceeds that figure, Kieran, you must sell the property there and then on the day. So let's go back to your example there. You've got a reserve price of $2 million and the auction starts at $1.8 million between two bidders and those two bidders uh, you know, take the auction up to the reserve price of $2 million. One of the bidders is, um, you know, taking the agent at their word that the uh, price guide of $1.8 million was a fair reflection on where it could sell for. So they're stretched at $2 million. And the other bidder has uh, been in the marketplace for a while and knows that if the agent says $1.8 million, they really mean $2.1, $2.15. So as it hits the reserve, the agent, um, the, the, the vendor, I should say, is legally compelled to sell the property. And the person who was hoping to buy it somewhere between $1.8 and $2 million tops out and they're out of the auction. And your party who's happily bidding in chunks of twenty-five or or uh, you know fifteen thousand dollar lots is prepared to keep bidding, except for the fact that there's no one else to continue pushing them. You're legally selling to that buyer for two million dollars or two million and fifteen thousand, even though you know if there was another buyer to keep pushing them, they'd have kept going. But there was no other buyer to keep pushing them, so that's what you're selling for because you signed a document the night before the auction saying. If the price uh, on auction day meets or exceeds $2 million, we agree to sell. 
Where does the majority of the reserve price come from, do you think? Is it coming from the agents or from the sellers themselves? Uh, it'll initially start from the sellers, and the agents will understandably be complicit with that um, when you're well out from the auction day. But there's a series of tactics that agents will adopt to get the reserve price low. The lower the reserve price, the more chance there is there'll be a sale on the day. So tactics that vendors need to be aware of uh, when setting their reserve is that they might want $2 million and the real estate agent will bring them an offer for 1.75. That's all part of the softening up process where the agent is looking to dampen the owner's expectations around price because even though it's worth $2 million, the agent doesn't want the vendor then furnishing them with a reserve price of $2.1 million, particularly when the agent's gone out and told the marketplace bidding from one8 uh, So the low offer before auction is one you need to be very careful of. If you've got a multitude of, uh, of bidders as a vendor, you're in a much stronger position. But can those buyers that are turning up to the auction, can they uh, and are they willing and able to pay a price that you're happy to accept? So you mentioned uh, the agents receiving a low offer before the auction. Is it commonplace then for these agents to suggest that that low offer should form the reserve price? Is that what you're sort of saying? No, it's all part of the softening up process. Uh, so let's say, for example, the agent has a price guide of $1.8 million on the property and um, the vendor is thinking about putting a reserve of 2.1 on it. The agent might start feeding them offers 1.75, 1.8, 1.825. They might be only email offers. They may not necessarily be contract offers, but they're offers in some degree as, as a means of softening the owner's expectations from that 2.1. Because the agent knows the reality is the lower the reserve price and the more bidders that are there, a combination of those two points, the more likely it is the agent is going to sell the property on the day. We've talked about underquoting quite a bit in the past, and, and obviously it's strong linked to, to auction campaigns. We know that from, from what we've seen, you know, agents love to get a lower uh, you know, auction guide because it brings in all these bidders and it certainly ramps up uh, activity. Do you think that there are scenarios where sellers are being tricked into bringing a low reserve uh, and then potentially you know, losing control and getting caught out in a scenario that they just never envisaged that they would be in? Oh, I think that happens regularly. Um, if, if agents don't intend to sell properties below the reserve price, why do they constantly promote them below the reserve price? That's a half a million dollar question, Peter. Indeed. And, and, and the answer is, is that sometimes agents know that the auction will sell above the reserve and sometimes it'll sell below the reserve. But if it sells, the agent gets paid. No, well, that's right. The agent does always get paid. You'll always hear real estate agents talking in terms of high clearance rates. We've got, a, we've got an 80% clearance rate. Uh, high clearance rates are good for real estate agents. High prices are good for vendors. Let's never forget that as, as a consumer. They don't always go hand in hand. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, very rarely, Kieran, will you see a property passing at auction to a genuine bid and then sell for less later. What you'll often find is you'll see a property that passes in at auction. The owner will quite rightly take a harder position on price, not feeling as though the auction has maximized the price of the asset. And by hanging tough for a few more weeks, they get their price or closer to it anyway. And that's the, the surest feedback there for a consumer is what a couple of bidders are prepared or not prepared to do at your auction on auction day is completely dislocated from what true and best market price is if you hang tough. So that then suggests to me that auction doesn't necessarily yield the best result as a seller. Uh, look, there's some auction results that are terrific. 
but we must always question, could it have got more if, if the sale negotiations were handled in a different fashion? I think uh, your point about reserve price and you know expectations and, and the example that you used where you've got someone coming with a guide, say, of 1.8 and tapping out at the reserve price, uh, I think that highlights that you're, you know, that example highlights that there's going to be examples where there is a 2-2 buyer out there for the property who doesn't necessarily get stretched. Absolutely. And that's that's the story of the Sydney real estate market and the Melbourne real estate market for that matter, Kieran, is that you've got a price guide of 1.8 million, a reserve price of 2 million. Um, it sells for 2.1 million. And everyone says, well, what a fantastic auction that was. It got $100,000 over the reserve. But everybody overlooks the fact that uh, if the buyer were pushed, they would have kept bidding up to $2.2 million. So when you want $2 million for a property and you sell it for $2.1, did you make $100,000 over fair market value even though the buyer bought it for $100,000 less than they were prepared to pay? And, and, and if you want to know that auctions don't get the best market price because you've just touched on do auctions get the best market price, I'll tell you how you know that auctions don't get the best market price other than those that sell for hire after the auction, it's the amount of auctions that sell prior to the big day because the agent gets a very strong offer leading into the auction and says to their client to get this price or better at an auction on Saturday or in two Saturdays time, I need another buyer at this price point and I don't have one. So you're better off taking the pre-auction bid than you are opening the bidding up in a transparent fashion because if you open it up in a transparent fashion, the party who's on paper now at 2.2 million is going to see the competition drop out at 2 million or 2 million and 50, for example, and you'll have cost yourself $100,000. You'll, yeah, net, net a lot less. Even during the boom, the amount of properties that sold prior to auction outnumbered the number of sales under the hammer. Yeah, it's an interesting uh, and very telling statistic. Let's quickly step back. So in our example, we talked about uh, getting to reserve and potentially losing a buyer or whatever it might be. What's uh, I've heard about a second reserve price mentioned before. What is the second reserve price? And, and I guess what's the, the kind of legality of, of in the auction space? So during the campaign, the real estate agent should and will be updating their vendor with buyer feedback. And as you get closer to the auction, the real estate agent and the vendor need to sit down, usually the night before or two nights before the auction, and set a reserve. Now, the reserve is, again, the price at which the vendor is legally compelled to sell the asset at. It's nearly the equivalent of signing a contract because if it it meets or hits that reserve, as we've discussed, the vendor needs to sell it. But as we get to auction day... As I say, the auction is highly likely. Very few auctions start at or above the vendor's reserve. Nearly every auction starts below and well below the vendor's reserve. So if there's genuine bidders there on the day and the the property doesn't reach the vendor's reserve, the agent's still a chance of, of of achieving a sale. But it's not by getting the buyers up, it's by getting the sellers down. And that is where a second reserve comes into play, where it's Mr. and Mrs. Vendor. I know you've signed an agency, a, a reserve letter last night saying that your reserve price is $2 million. You've got a, a highest bid here, for example, at $1.9 million. I think if you put a vendor's bid in or a counter bid in uh, of $1.95 million, you could stimulate the bidding. There's another two or three parties that haven't played their hand yet that I think if they heard the reserve had been dropped from $2 million to $1.95, they could enter the fray. If the vendor agrees to do that, they need to know that they're now legally compelled to sell it for $1.95 if that figure's reached or, or, or exceeded. 
auction agents will say that sometimes they've done that and um, the bidding then goes past $2 million because the reserve of $1.95 spurs a whole new wave of bidding on. But I think you're playing against probability there. Okay, so you've mentioned uh, well, what I think is an interesting scenario, that a seller can, can effectively drop their reserve mid-auction to stimulate bidding. That's right. Uh, but you're saying at the same time they can't then lift their reserve in response to stronger bidding. You've got that, it. That's correct. Great, so, great point, Kieran. Yeah, so you know, really interesting thing for for sellers to consider is they do lose control if it's if it's you know exceeding where they started, but not where they then potentially could have gone. They have you know they're shit out of luck for, yeah. for lack of a better term. Yeah. Is there any scenario where a seller can go to auction without a reserve price? I don't believe so. Uh, again, I have done the odd auction. I'm not a big proponent of the process or in that space, but uh, I think it's uh, a compliance factor that the vendor must furnish the auctioneer with written instructions and a written reserve price. That reserve price can be ridiculous um, in terms of excessively high, where it's never it's never a chance in Hades of being met, but they do. And, and I don't think an auctioneer would run an auction without a written reserve. No, that's fair. That's fair. Look, uh, some interesting points today, and I think you know, addressing reserve is is a really important point because a lot of vendors probably don't realise that it is it's legally binding, and they are you know they are on the hook if if the campaign does hit that on auction day. You've mentioned that there's a few traps that that vendors should look out for. Any other little things that that really they should be aware of that that agents might try or agencies might try? I think the big one is if you drop your reserve on auction day to stimulate the bidding, you need to know the figure that you drop it to becomes the new reserve, and you need to be able to live with that. Yeah, good advice, Peter, as always. Look, uh, I thank you for, for talking to us today. As always, really interesting topic, and I look forward to seeing you next time. Indeed. Thanks, Kieran. Thanks for joining us on the Current Market Insights podcast, brought to you by Harris Partners Real Estate, the podcast providing real estate insights you won't find anywhere else.